What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Game of Thrones, the final season in review. That's right. We are reviewing every single episode in the final season of Game of Thrones, all six of them. This is the penult- penultimate episode mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. entire series, yep. which is pretty crazy. Usually the craziest about. episode of every season. Uh, they gave up on that a while ago, I feel like. No, the second to the last episode usually has, a, I would feel, a little bit more impact than mm-hmm. the actual final episode. I feel like they gave up on that after like season five, though. Season six is second to the last episode when wasn't Cersei the, blows all of King's Landing. Wasn't that well, the not last? all of it. She blows the red key or the um, Baylor Sept. I thought wasn't, that was the. I think that was the last one. Yeah. Se- season seven. No, no, no. Season six. I think it was the last episode of season six. Is what I'm saying. I don't think it was penultimate. Oh, I thought it was the second to the last. I don't know. It doesn't. Either matter. way, these guys like really have they really like fire. They, they got a lot of fire in this of episode. Firefest, fire baby. Ooh. Season six, episode. Uh, let me see. Nine was Battle of the Bastards. Uh, yeah, pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this is really cool. Excellent. Battle, but Man, that was a different let me time. See. Let me see that season was a different seven. Time. Wasn't it though? <laughs> oh wow. Uh, season seven was Beyond the Wall, the one where they go out there and. Have to fight all the, the hard home. Yeah, thing. No, where, no, no, no. where Daenerys where comes and rescues them oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the dragon, and yeah, then yeah, she loses yeah. Viserion. So I think I, I feel like they've kept that going. My point is that I feel like the season finales got better after those seasons. Those mattered more, whereas back in the day they didn't. Man, it was they were set up. Yeah. yeah. But do we even care about the series finale? I'm Tim Gettys. This is Andy Cortez. That's Kevin. That's Andrew Renee, <laughs> and that's Nick Scarpino. Hey, everyone. Uh, we are going to get into this. It's going to be a long, hard-fought battle. We'll see how it all ends. Um, you can get the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames on Mondays for one more week. Uh, then you can also get it whenever you want to watch it on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com or on podcast services around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny Reviews. That also includes our in-review series of movies that we do every week. And that's a lot of fun. Let's just start off with our thoughts. Andy? I overall enjoyed it. Um, I think that they're... Like many of you all here in this room, <laughs> disagree with some of the decisions with uh, character development and stuff like that. But I still was on the edge of my seat during a lot of the very intense action scenes uh, where you care about people, even though some decisions prior to that, you're like, what the fuck are they doing? But then they come back to a character, you're like, oh man, here we go. Like, I still felt all that. So I think this might be one of my favorite episodes this season. Kevin? Uh, it was a, a really cool battle episode season where, like, undoubtedly, this is one of the coolest battles that we've seen. You dragons, can see it all? Yeah, you can see it all. Dragons utilized in the absolute most awesome way. Uh, am I happy with the decisions that they, they came to and, like, the moves that are happening? No, I'm, I'm not. And it's, man, it really hurts to see so much character development just kind of be, you know, I just got just erased. Like, yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with this series so far. Andrew? There was a lot to unpack in this episode, for sure. And I think that there was a lot of expectations from fans across the world going into this, knowing that we've only got two episodes left before the series is over. And once again, I think that we're seeing the uh, kind of breakneck speed at which we're getting the plot development happening and I think that there's a lot of casualties and collateral damage for how fast we're moving through some major story beats. Um, That said visually stunning as an episode, really fantastic directing work. I think again the showrunners have 
made some missteps with some of the narrative decisions that they've decided to commit to. Um, and that's kind of a bummer. However, I think that, you know, we saw some really interesting moments and some cool moments, and which we're obviously going to get into in just a minute. Uh, I really like this episode. I was very, very entertained. I think this is every bit the episode that uh, the battle for Winterfell should have been. Um, I thought it was beautifully done and they put a lot of budget toward it and it had an epic sense of scale that I don't think in a lot of the other battles or at least the battles this season haven't had so far. Um, that was my our biggest critique of uh, when they when the Night King came to Winterfell was that you didn't really understand what the hell was going on and I think this, this totally turned around for me because you got that sense of how big um, King's Landing is and when you when they pull back to those wide shots and you just see the dragon just painting a line of fire out through, through under, uh, throughout the entire city you really feel that and then yeah. you feel it back on the streets when like John's stuck there or Arya's stuck there um, like everyone else says I mean it's no surprise like I don't love all the decisions we've got that, that the showrunners and the writers have made up into this point but putting all that aside starting this episode where we were I think this is the best possible way they could have done this episode and I really really enjoyed it and I'm actually I'm not hating a lot of the outcomes actually I find myself going like I think that's some of the stuff was really really cool yeah I, I thought it was a cool episode I definitely think that uh, with the exception of episode two this is my favorite episode to this season uh, two had such great character dynamics this was a great fight episode one of the I would say one of the better war battle episodes we've seen I forgot to do this earlier but uh the it's episode five the name is the bells um Barrett's saying it might be called the last war at the time of recording this because we're doing it right after the episode it's not official yet what the name is so it's either yeah. the bells or the last war I hope it's the bells because that's a dope it's name cool. I'll, uh, really I'll, I'll keep name. looking it up uh, okay. while you guys and I'll give an update it was directed by uh Michael Sapochink who also did the um all the fight episodes that we, we know all the good including you know, including the isn't it Miguel oh, really? It is Miguel. Yeah. It is Miguel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't read. Um, and yeah, runtime of an hour and twenty minutes. That honestly, I felt in this. I didn't I feel like, like, oh, I thought it was. I thought no, it was, I, I felt long. This yeah, felt like yeah, two felt, hours. I felt, felt like there so were so many scenes of them from their from people's point of view in the um, in the streets and I and of just fire coming out and burning. Yeah. It's like at some point we it's get like, it. We get it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought it was really cool. I it just yeah. It, this is a great episode of TV. It's not a great episode of Game of Thrones, and that really upsets me because I feel like so many characters like where they ended up like Cersei for example like Cersei and Jamie to me is like very See, sad. it's so funny because that didn't I mean like yes I don't love that Jamie decided to leave but I, I kind of get it and I understand like them dying together I thought that was I thought that was poetic justice I thought that was sweet and like that's that's what it I, needed to be well let's not get ahead of ourselves that's like at the very end of the episode you yeah, start the beginning I have like 24 scenes of shit we gotta go through we don't need to go like Totally scene by scene like that. If you don't want to, we can just yeah. kind of. We've done it for every episode we, so uh, we far. But it, Tim, but you're the boss. No, you tell I'm me what you more want. Just to like, like discussion wise, yeah. we can at least for now, like start top level, and then we can. Well, there was two. Through. There was two conclusions, two relationships that I liked. Then we can go to plot. One, I uh, the Cersei and Jamie, uh, you're on uh, Menage a Trois. God bless him. Uh, I thought their ending was fitting, and I really thought I really thought the um, the Arya uh, Hound uh, relationship that, that I think that came full circle. I thought that was awesome. Probably the most he, powerful scene. When he in pulled her aside, and was yeah. like, "You got if, if you keep going that way, you're gonna die. You're gonna be me. You're gonna die. I'm going to die. You don't need like don't do that. Don't be me. Go the other way. Go do something else." And she finally realizes that this track that she's been on since seeing her dad die, 
she doesn't need to be on that anymore. Yeah. And it's, I thought that was such I, a fucking awesome moment. I get that. And you're I right. I love their, I, but I mean, that's the one relationship they haven't fucked up. But I mean, <laughs> it's been really great. In my opinion, I feel like they kind of already had this moment. And so for them to have it again. Mm-hmm. But I think she, her resolve was strengthened after the Night King. And I think she was still on that path. Like when they, when they, when they joined each other on the road, leading winter, uh, leaving Winterfell, she was still in that mindset. And I think he's in the mindset of like, I'm, I'm going to change her mind on this. And I think leading her her into that, and then having that moment where it's like, "Are you really going to do this?" I don't know this? why. Why that? I mean, that that didn't show because it seemed like it wasn't until the moment that like literally things are falling around them that he was like, "You should get out of here." And it's like that felt weird and selfish. I, I maybe, but I also felt like maybe she wasn't going to stop until she really realized that. I mean, I'm 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 explaining a lot away yeah. in my own brain right now. But the but that moment for me was uh, where we are on the we're at the point of no return finally. We're literally like, I could have told you every single thing up until this point, but the fucking sky is literally falling down around us. And if you take one more step that way, we're all dead. So make the choice. And she finally realized, he, oh, my God, this guy's right. Also, he's been looking out for me like as a father figure. I thought that was a very touching moment. Yeah, no, it was definitely. I, and it was her a going out and trying to save sure. more people was cool. And then the the Cersei Jamie thing to me, it's just like I, I get it. And it is poetic justice, I guess, for like for them being like, oh, they started here. Now they're ending here. I get all that stuff. But like that's not the story that they built with with Jamie forever. And I mean even Cersei, I'll give Cersei the hand wave because it's like she's crazy as hell. Right. But Jamie two episodes ago knighted Brienne. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, but you also have to remember it, like yes, and that was a great moment and, and again, if it were me I would have been like I would have loved for him to have been able to stay there, but you have to remember also like he she's pregnant with his kid, like that's his baby and he's, he's never cared about that before. The problem with that that's is That's not true. Yeah, that's not true. But the problem no. with that is that he knighted her. They fought and won. Yeah. Then the next episode, he fucks her. The next episode, it's not just fucks her. He like essentially says, I love you. Yeah. But and then think, leaves. Yeah. But it's I mean, like I they could have not done that. They, but she knighted, that, he knighted her. Like yeah. that could have been the end that of his thing. We and didn't need to break her heart. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that's so. We didn't need to turn Brienne into a literal weeping mess yeah, over was, a like fuckwad of yeah. a character. And now he just goes and dies with Cersei. And it's like, I don't know. And it's like in the like, I feel like one of the least interesting ways they're just in the, the like dungeons and everything collapses around them. It's just like, wow. All right, cool. Especially because, like, when they were on the map, it's like that would have yeah, that would have been more cool. Yeah. and whatever. A lot of weird like symbolism in this, and like the horse at the end and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like him. Just I like him in the crypt at the end. Like <laughs> no way out. Sorry, I, th- I thought I thought it was good. So the episode begins with Varys. So we know from um, episode four that. Tyrion and Varys had several conversations back and forth of Varys expressing his concern over Daenerys and her laying waste to King's Landing and saying, you know, we should stop her. She's not fit to rule. And Tyrion saying, I'm loyal. And then this is where, you know, Varys's end really begins. Um, we see him riding a raven about Jon Snow's true lineage who he actually is as a Targaryen uh, we see one of Varys's little birds come into his little room there and she's talking about how Daenerys isn't eating and he's having the little bird check up on her and the the bird saying I you know they're watching me and he gives this line of you know the greatest risk comes with the greatest reward like that ever pans out to mean anything no. um it well, kind of like, is pointless did you guys get the sense though that it, he wasn't just writing one he was he was like xeroxing oh, yeah. oh, yeah. 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 them everywhere because oh, yeah, yeah. i think he realized what was going to go down which it was like is old that, school chain mail yeah, yeah. yeah. did do you think he sent them out 
I didn't get dead. Uh, because I remember, because he was he like, sent at least they one. cut it back I, and he was like finishing a different one. He was like, yeah. oh, that was totally the like, yeah. RT if you think Daenerys is crazy. Type yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Well, then he burned that one. <laughs> it's like, all well, right. Well, yeah, he didn't want to um, get cut, which is the irony that like he knew he was going to his death anyway. Yeah, but here's the thing like, why, why did, um, what's his face tell her? Uh, Ty- Tyrion? Tyrion. 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 Why did he tell her? Him. Like, Great, like you killed your best friend. And why because, didn't she kill him after? Because I think that there is something in all left. these characters that they realize that maybe John is the one that should be ruling and that and that Daenerys is starting to come unhinged. And I think he told them that for the but same it, reason John told told Sansa that, which is like, I don't know how this is gonna go down, but it ain't going down the way we thought it was gonna I go down. I think the same reason he told him uh I think he told Varys because he didn't have it in him to tell everybody else. Right, but he but knew he Varys, knew Varys would, would do the job. And Varys did, in fact, go to Kiko's. It's kind of like taking the onus off of him. <laughs> putting a pamphlet yeah, no, but why, did, why did he tell uh, Daenerys then? That, well, she already knew. Well, when he walked in, she was like, she was. She said, John, uh, but, is it John? But he walked in to tell her, though, right? She says, like, someone betrayed me, and she doesn't insinuate yeah, so who that's, it is. But regardless, he was going in to tell her that Varys betrayed him. Well, no, Tyrion was. So the next scene that we yeah. get to is John arriving at Dragonstone, which I thought was weird because he was supposed to be leading the infantry and the the army of the Northmen. And so I don't know why he suddenly diverted and he's like, that's a plot hole that we don't I, need to get into. Like- but he he gets there with Varys and Varys tries one more time to talk reason into somebody. Says to John, we both know what she's about to do. Varys says, men decide where power resides, which was, I thought, a, a really interesting line. John, you know, I don't want it. She is my queen. Again, you know, f- making sure that Varys is crystal clear about where his allegiances lie. And then we get to the scene with Tyrion and Danny, where Tyrion walks in. Danny is a visual wreck, right? She's right. like clearly cool. somebody yeah. who's been in mourning, really who's good upset. Job She's been weeping because her best friend was just killed in front of her. And then she says, someone's betrayed me. And then there's like this kind of pregnant pause with Tyrion. And Tyrion's like, yeah, no. And she thinks it's John. And he says, no, it was Varys, actually. And then Danny comes after him about him divulging um, or getting information from Sansa. Uh, and then well, she says, well, why did you tell Varys? And then he says it was a mistake. Um, another mistake. And then D- Danny says, she trusted you to spill the secret that could destroy your own queen. And he did. Like, he yeah. played perfectly yeah. into that. And also, like, John did betray her. Yeah, I mean, she he brings told that around the secret. She well, even well, says that, right? She I, goes, it yeah. was John. But well, I yeah. feel like He's the one in that, that did it. episode, when they left that scene between the two of them in front of the fireplace, that he pretty much says to her, I'm not keeping this secret. So that's the thing. is like, yeah. the word betray yeah. gets weird there. But right. yeah, he straight up told her, but like, that's, he's he still shouldn't betraying yeah, the queen. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Order. but he's betraying the queen because she made it very explicitly clear, like, if you do this, this will become a big, it'll become a thing that will be our undoing. So just know that the second you tell one person, that's it. We're gonna have to come to terms with each other. We're gonna have to come, you know, to a, to a head with each other. And he knew that. He fucking knew it. John knew it. John knew going out there and telling everyone that it was going to be, it's gonna spiral out of control. And now it has. I feel like uh, the next scene is the next scene where John goes to her and like they like talk. Or is no. That so the next okay. scene is when Varys is writing more letters, right? Okay. His Kinko's expedition, and <laughs> then like, we hear this like kind of like stops. this like thud thud 
thud approaching. And this is when Varys recognizes that someone's approaching and it doesn't sound like friendly footsteps. Mm -hmm. So he quickly burns the final letter he's writing. He takes off his rings, which I thought was supposed to be symbolic of something, but I don't know what. I feel like it is because like I remember he had the rings uh, back in like season fuck two it must have been when he was talking about the the dude that oh, cut got, off his yeah. dick and all that stuff. Was like, he maybe in the box the dude had those rings There on? was definitely something know. with the rings. I don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah. I, 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 I was, just thought it was like Donnie Brasco when Donnie knew that the mob was coming to kill him. He just put his wallet and all of his keys and his watch and the thing. It was like, I'm going out for a coffee to his wife because he knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah. I just assumed it was like these are like heirlooms. Like that, he, yeah, he probably, he probably liked them enough where he was just like, ah, oh, someone should have them. Yeah, for sure. That. We have seen them before. Though, uh, sure I, I do have confirmation. Uh, a bunch of other websites are also like Variety and stuff are calling it the Bells. So cool. I feel like the Bells. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna call it it's Hell's a dope Bells. No. Okay. It's good. It's dope so Grey Worm comes in, opens the door. This is when Varys knows that they've come for him. They bring him down to the beach, where presumably the same spot where. Melisandra had all the had burned some people alive when. Um, oh, interesting! That I missed those days. Was, I missed those days. Rolling, but that was on the actual beach. Rolling. This looked like it was more on rocks. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't look at it the exact surroundings, but it seemed in similar locations. Well, what I found interesting is like what what was Varys's long term plan? He didn't think he was going to get caught sending these letters and right? was trying to set something up. After, because you can't but, imagine that he was going to have enough time to stop this. But he also right? did have his like speech. I think it was last episode where he's like, "I'm like my loyalty is to the people." So yeah. I feel like even though he knew he was probably going to get caught, he was still trying to do everything in his power to make sure the person who would protect the people is known to be the true heir to the throne. I buy it. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think also. He's looking at the situation going, how do I get out of this in time? Like, how am I going to escape I the Dragonstone Keep? I, I, in don't, order to I don't be think able there to... was any of that. I right. think that he was like, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm and dying. So let me get I, like, the word out to as many yeah, people as right, possible exactly. before they kill me. You know. Right. So so he dies, right? So <laughs> the Dracarys in this scene was so understated. Like, I thought John was going to behead him. It looks like that. Yeah, I thought that was going to be like a test and of his. And then we see Drogon kind of like creep out of the darkness. And I'm like, I oh. think this was the first shot we saw in this episode that started a, a chain of a lot of amazing shots. You're like, this is where the budget went. Like, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. why are they going to kill this guy? And the camera was, spans up and like, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Really fucking cool. I loved her. how they did it. Seeing Varys, seeing the like kind of like the look in his eyes change as the dragon was there. I was like, this is really rad. Yeah, great mm. performance from that actor. Do we have? Do we? I'm sorry. Do we? Yeah. Did yeah. you guys like about the line he says? I was texting my wife where he, where he was like, I hope this is like my sacrifice was yeah. unnecessary. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was really sad. I hope it's I'm great. wrong. I hope I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. And yeah. And it's just so Tyrion and him have like a a quiet quick moment where. Tyrion says it was me, you know, like that I'm the one like who I gave you up to the yeah. queen. It's and me, bitch. I, that was yeah. also another, I think, really powerful, really cool moment of like, I'm sticking with like the people I believe in. Right. Like, I think that this is still going to pan out in a good way. But I also feel like there was a little bit of like, I get it. Like, you got to, you got to, someone has to stay like close to her and help like at least talk some sense into what's coming. You know, because he kind of had that look like this is our job. This is what we do. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, this has come to a shitty end for me. But somebody has to be a voice of reason. And like, I'm glad it's you, even though you had to sell me out to do it to stay close to her. You so, know, right? Something I don't know. Those are great. Two great actors just having that yeah. one great moment. Something I don't understand that probably has a really easy answer. But like, why didn't she also kill Tyrion? Because I feel like I both have no were idea. Equally guilty at that point. I think he didn't. She didn't kill Tyrion because Tyrion didn't. Um, 
like he was passed the information from Sansa, so he doesn't really have guilt in that, right? That Sansa told him. His guilt lied in the fact that he didn't immediately go to Daenerys and say, Sansa told me this thing, but as your hand, I should have known this. You should have told me. I shouldn't have had to find out from Sansa. I'm really with you, Tim, that it's confusing. Right, because that, I, so it's like he got spared because he's the one that came and told Danny. Like, no, you're yeah. right. Like it doesn't make sense. Daenerys shouldn't have spared him for several of his fuck ups. Ex- we talked about this a couple episodes he ago. He explained that to her when he's telling her, and he said some bullshit excuse, but it was along the lines of like, "Look, this is what we got to do. We got to talk. We got to communicate." Like, yeah, I, that, I need to know. You this love and sex you're right. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> he did say like. Somebody should have told me, and then somebody should have told him because he's the dude who whispers. Like, he should know these things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So, after this scene, we have a moment with Grey Worm and Daenerys in her room where they're holding Missandei's collar, the collar that she was wearing when uh, Daenerys first met her um, back when she was buying the Unsullied Army. And she said, This is the only possession that she brought with her, was the only thing she owned. And she hands it to Grey Worm in case he wants to keep it as a token. And Grey Worm then just throws it into the fire. Dope. Yeah. Uh, Grey Worm leaves. In comes Jon Snow. They had this moment where Danny is clearly desperately trying to reconnect with him. She needs to say, support. Like, I'm lost. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I feel like I'm alone and no one cares about me. Am I only I, your queen or am I your yeah. lover as well? Yeah. Kind of doing that. Right. Am I, am I so your she aunt like, lover? Kind yeah. of like For, officer. I think like that whole part of it is not even like where her head's at. Yeah. She's just like, I need somebody to give me some affection because I feel so isolated. Yeah. And so because she kind all of her offers. advisors are gone. And she says, everybody yeah. hates yeah. me here. Right. Essentially. Because you're I, a fucking idiot though. It's like, that, I'm but, so upset with Daenerys just uh, as yeah. a whole because she's made so many bad decisions time and time and time and time again even recently when it comes to treating the people of the north and now it's like the limited people she has left like this scene with we've been talking about their chemistry for seasons now and it doesn't feel like it's been seasons it feels like it's been a couple episodes you know because it's just not there and them together having this conversation i'm like what are we getting out of this and then it's like oh just john getting manipulated again like a fucking idiot. I, I, I felt like this sees this that this scene was really powerful and really like I think this is the saddest scene in, in the, the whole episode where it is Daenerys like on the last bit that she has left trying to reach out to someone for support and he like an idiot just is like yeah, God well, forbid you it, just lie on, a little the, bit to save millions of people's yeah. lives. This so that's, that's is, what I'm saying. Yeah, this is where she says, am I only your queen? And he pulls away from her because he's got some bullshit sense of honor or whatever the fuck his reason so is. Well, his right. honor just killed like, all these people. Like, he can't give her a fucking hug and right? a kiss? Like, that's so hard. You're supposed like, to be in love with her. that hug would have saved millions of people yeah. in the city. And, like, and he says, and he says to her, you'll always be my queen, and then but rejects her. Right in the in the moment, and then she says, "Let it be fear." Then God, it's I, just I, like that moment where they bring the fucking white to prove to Cersei that the White Walkers exist, and John fucks up again, and Tyrion is like, "Can you just lie once to yeah. fucking help fuck us out?" Like, yeah, shut your mouth. Just <laughs> but it's just it. like he definitely told Daenerys about Varys, right? When Varys came out, like came to greet him as he was getting there, and was like, "Hey, man, you should be king." He definitely went and snitched, and that's why. Uh, Daenerys was like talking to Tyrion. And, Not that and we're Tyrion. aware of, but we have to but imagine like, that conversation happened because right, he, she, otherwise, like he would be like, "Why are you killing Varys?" Right? Well, but, because but, he knows why. No, no, but like her when when she when Daenerys has a conversation with Tyrion and is like, "Who betrayed?" Like 
I was betrayed. I think that stems from John having a conversation with her about it. It must like, have. Yeah, right? How would she know? Yeah, how I, would think she know? A, I think that's a fair assumption for sure. And it just... So I think that he would totally understand why Varys got barbecued. And then why is he being so cold to her? Like, what? what is it... I, I, I'm, I'm he just missing. still feels awkward about a bunch of shit about her being the aunt and all that shit. Yeah, because, uh, like, because again, Westerosi people, right, have a very different sense of relationships than traditional Targaryens do, right? And so coming from the land of the Starks where Jon grew up and was raised, he has this very like distinct moral compass, which is different than what Daenerys knows, but right? if this is him being uncomfortable that it's his aunt, like... Why I, can't I, he just say that? But no, I, I don't understand how, like, it seemed like when Cersei... No, not Cersei. Um, Annie. No, the, the red-headed sister... Sansa. Sansa. When Sansa was like, when they were talking to the um, the Vale people, and they were like, "You'll marry Aaron," she wasn't like, "Oh, ew, cousins." No, that's weird. Mm-mm. You know, she was just like, "That sounds like a good move." You know, and it's just like, I I don't buy this thing that like he's like, "Oh, we're on an uncle." I think. I mean, I think it's it's deeper than that, though. I think it's really he is conflicted about everything. I think he's conflicted about the fact that he knows deep down that he's Aegon Targaryen, supposed to be. Right. Like, he should lead. And I think he's kind of looking at her going, like, she doesn't have the support of everyone. People don't like her. People like me. My, like, I've got troops behind me. Like, I think it's just a complex situation. And I think that, like, sl- like showing her emotion and sleeping with her and, like, and getting that intimate in his brain, like, complicates everything. So I felt like when he pulled back, he was like, we're going to war tomorrow. Like, let's. Yeah, but I just, like. But he's I, just not, he's just not political he's not the guy that wants to play the game and that's like it's, it's not even about politics like I he cared about her in the last episode right and right. in this episode she is in a terrible place she hasn't eaten she looks physically distraught right like she's clearly broken and instead as she's reaching out I just don't buy that he would be like you no, know, I, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I think the whole thing just feels yeah. off, right? Yeah. It's kind of got like a stink around it that we can't quite put our finger on. Um, the next scene that we get to is in the throne room at Dragonstone. Uh, and this is where one last time Tyrion is pleading with her, please don't kill and burn all of these innocent people. These are the people that you came here to save. Uh, and he and, and this is also um, him trying to. Um, tell her, like, you know, don't become this mad queen that everyone's saying that you're setting yourself up for. So they come to this arrangement um, where Tyrion says, if you hear them ring the bells and raise the gate, that is the universal sign of a surrender from the city. So please, can you at least agree, if you're going to be insistent on attacking King's Landing and the Red Keep, that if they ring the bells, that you will you know, stop the attack mercy. Yeah. And, and save the people who don't want to fight for Cersei. And then she kind of gives this nod and looks at Grey Worm. Grey Worm accepts, accepts that she has commanded this and then he leaves to go lead the charge on King's Landing. And then we get the scene with, um, with Davos. So we kind of fast travel to King's Landing where we're outside of the city gates and then the army is there. And Tyrion is there and says, I need to ask you a favor about, you know, Davos being the smuggler that he is, saying, hey, if you, could you get to this point by the Red Keep? It's if like, you yeah, saw someone there, the can you ca- essentially asking him to shepherd Jamie and Cersei off to Pentos so that they can, like, live out the rest of their days? And this scene, I was just like, 
But why the fuck do you care about what happens? Not only in the that, head? but why would in anyone in the right fucking mind who has seen this woman burn people alive with a dragon? Why would you agree to that? If she found out that you did that, you'd be like, "You're dead as fucking Dorothy." But like the idea was, this all happens before any of the battle starts, and they give up, and everyone just walks in, and it's like, okay, right. there's no need for a battle because Cersei's gone. They have given up, and like we're all good. Everything's fine. I just, I yeah. wouldn't take that. I'd be like, no, she's going to find out it was me. And then she, and then I hear Dracarys as I'm walking down the street and just. I don't know if it was Gondo. mentioned, but uh, also in that conversation with Tyrion and. Um, uh, uh, why am Davos? I uh, no, no Daenerys. Uh, Daenerys that uh, Jamie has been captured. Yeah, they talk about Jamie oh, being captured. Right. Oh, yes. Which I had your just... brother was stopped. I have that in quotes here. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I didn't read that. So she, she mentions that your brother was found trying to cross our lines. Uh, so her guards have presumably captured him. Um, before we get to that Which scene. Was, that was such a weird moment, too, because it was like, well, why wouldn't he be able to come join the battle if yep, he wanted 100%. to? Yep, 100%. Like, I don't understand why he was, why we, I would just be like, I just helped you guys win that thing. I'm coming here to fight. Yep. Like, it well, doesn't make any I, sense. Well, but I, I think that I get Daenerys the, rightly so distrusts I mean, I, that's Jamie true. Lannister, right? Like, she has no reason to trust him. I but, mean, the fact that he just fought for them. Right. That's a good enough reason. That's the best reason. No, I agree. But like, did anybody explain that to her again? The, Maybe somebody should have sent a raven as to why he left Winterfell in the first place. And like, what his motivations were. But I, I don't think that her guards would be standing ready to capture him if they saw him. And all he would have to say is, hey, you remember at the last fight when I was there? Like I, I've come that. to help here. Instead, for whatever reason, when he gets captured, he tells them the truth. Yeah. And I or get that, like, that we maybe have Maybe we didn't, I mean, maybe uh, Brienne told Tyrion or something about the info, like, sure. Uh, yeah, but again, whenever there's so many, like, holes to be left out, it just this is shows a, a weak hole. story. This yeah. is a plot hole for sure, because, like, in a, in a perfect world, he leaves Winterfell, he crosses the, the guard lines of Daenerys' army, they maybe don't know who he is, then they bring him as a prisoner to her, or at least to one of her advisors, whether it be Grey Worm or Tyrion or someone else, and then they're like, oh, we know you, and then there's an exchange between Jeremy and Danny about like why did you leave Winterfell? What are you doing here? Well, they said but, they knew but that, immediately because his hand. Yeah. Right. Also, so then like, that, I mean, I, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go down a hypothetical like, what if the the well, writing of this yeah, episode Andrew had fucking like, been better? If we had ten more episodes, we would have seen an episode like where he got whole, caught. Like and that the whole been really thing stinks of like they rushed it through and it's and it's yeah. becoming garbage town, right? And it, so <laughs> I, no, I it is. Like, like, I'm, mad, I'm mad about it. Yeah, it's, like, it's very disappointing. You're mad. Your anger is totally justifiable and not like. And many people feel it out there. Like when we do these episodes I, afterwards, I'm like, oof, I, we're gonna get a lot of shit. And it's like, no, like the, the whole like. Everything I'm seeing, all the people that are like love Game of Thrones are responding the same way of like this season is a it's, disappointment. It's just it's just really, really frustrating. Mm-hmm. So the next scene is a really short scene between Arya and the Hound, um, where they have approached King's Landing. I like this They're one. about to walk in. This guard is trying to stop them. It's like, Who are you? What are you doing here? And she's like, I'm Arya Stark, I'm going to kill Queen Cersei. <laughs> And and kind of the hound just kind of looks at the guard like, what are you gonna do? You gonna try to stop us? Um, and then uh, we cut away um, to Tyrion visiting Jamie. So Tyrion shows up to where they're holding Jamie prisoner. 
He says to the Unsullied Guardian, I'm the Queen's hand. Like, you can't stop me. I have the highest authority unless you got your orders directly from the Queen, which clearly they did not. So they walk away, leaving Tyrion with Jamie, And then, of course, Big he plot does him a favor, right? So this is what Jamie did for Tyrion back in King's Landing, where he freed him before Tywin was able to kill him after he lost his battle where the mountain killed um, the Viper. Prince Oberon, right? Correct. <laughs> and so yeah. now this is where Right. So this is where he gives the whole shtick about sail away with her to Pentos. I've got a dinghy waiting for you. This is the scene that he'd done with Davos. So he frees Jamie and he's like, there are tens of thousands of innocent lives at stake. If it weren't for you, I never would have survived my childhood. You're the only one who didn't treat me like I was a monster. So they have this like touching moment between brothers, which is great. And I think it's actually apt that Tyrion freed him because he definitely owes Jamie more than once for for saving his life but like at this point I'm kind of like what the fuck is Tyrion even doing anymore yeah, yeah like, but I mean, where's his character but, arc but even has where's that, his motivation he has that line though where he's like we're at the end of this and if he, she's like he's uh Jamie even says she's gonna kill you for this and he goes yeah, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not innocent either. Like I, well, he was like, if I can, and that was a great moment too, where he was like, if I can prevent tens of thousands dying for one, not so, not innocent. so innocent, yeah. yeah, and like that was a great moment. Person but like, to me, fine. I thought that was in the middle of the night. And Jamie would have enough time to go, and they would yeah, have a it took moment. Jamie thirteen hours to How get. How did 20 it take feet. them that long? Well, I think they had to wait until. Well, actually, I have no fucking idea. No, and then also, I have no idea. <laughs> it seems because like, everyone else was already trapped in the not the inner right, but, red the, key, the, but outside the, the outside. So how did he even get in? Like you think he would just have snuck in during that in the same spot? It's, it seemed like he could have gone just to begin, like to the around the back, like yeah. he did later Maybe on. Start but there. also, there was just no issue of the former uh, guards. Head, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's just gone and nobody really cared or and nobody. At no Tyrion point out in the say, episode hey. does anybody say what happened to yeah. the Kingslayer. Yeah, no consequences. Like the plot holes are so deep in and this especially episode. Because it's disgusting. That was, but that was also such a big a big point of of like conflict there where it was going to be like if if this if she fucks up or if you fuck up we're killing Jamie and that was like kind of really stressed when Daenerys is talking to Tyrion mm-hmm. and then it was just kind of forgotten about that he was let free which is pretty disappointing story wise yeah. daybreak happened yeah. or as Nick likes to call it brunch time <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the brunching, the brunching hour. hour yeah so they, they keep talking about it. so John lands with that scene a couple a couple of scenes back when he lands outside of King's Landing and he's like Daenerys wants to attack now and then the armies are all like no oh, no it wasn't John it was Tyrion who's like Daener- Daenerys wants to attack now and John says daybreak at the earliest which I he- love because I know this is not how movies or TV work at all but this totally feels like a hey we heard you it was too dark <laughs> we agree yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna wait That's we're gonna funny. wait till the perfect hour it would have be- also Sky's just sun right above head. You know mm. what I mean? Sorry. We're about to talk about this, but like it also would have made a lot more sense for her to come with her dragons and attack at night when they Can't have see trouble her. seeing her. Yeah. But whatever, it doesn't matter. The dragon is very OP this episode. Also, way more yeah. terrifying to see fire at night. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. Agreed. But, mm. So we get to the morning of the battle, which we all agreed was like brunching hour because it was felt like 10 or 11 o'clock. Not, not fucking daybreak no, to be not certain. At all, yeah. Um, and then we see all of the um, Lannister bannermen loading these giant scorpions. And they all take along their sweet the ass time now. Of course, <laughs> I mean they look like they are properly slow to load. Unlike the episode where Rhaegal died, where those things were rapid Last firing. Episode. 
That was just last episode, wasn't it? Um, so we see Arya back with the Hound inside King's Landing. They're making their way through the crowds towards the Red Keep. A lot of the uh, civilian population is still pouring into the center of the city and fearing the battle is about to begin. And this is another moment for me where it all started being like, this is a fucking special cool episode where it reminded yeah. me a lot of Titanic. Like there was a fear starting mm-hmm. to break in before the battle even started. Like it wasn't even like shit wasn't even the ship hasn't broken in half yet. Right. It was already just like we're all fucked. Everyone's running. Like people are just going to get trampled and die. Yeah. And like there was a cool level of fear of just the like humanity of it all, not even the like warriors. These yeah. moments were very tense. And like good on them for being able to to make us feel this tension that was so real and awesome and like this is what I imagine a War battle is like. Yeah, yeah. So we also see Jamie walking into King's Landing as well, trying to make his way towards the Red Keep, presumably to get to Cersei, um, in addition to Arya and the Hound. And then we see the army of the Lannisters inside the city. And then I have in my notes, plot hole. Why did no one notice Jamie leave? Um, and then um, Arya and the Hound make their way through the gate. So this is where we see the Lannister army close the inner door to the Red Keep because previously Cersei had commanded leave it open. She'll be less likely to attack if there's all these civilians here. And then Cersei's like, fuck it, close the doors. There's too many people here. So Arya and the Hound sneak their way in. Jamie does not. And so he goes off to find some side route and then we'll get to that in a, a second. Very long side. <laughs> very long Dude, side. Rest. His travels in this episode were so bizarre of like him going in an alley and then where he shows up later, you're like, How did he yeah. get there? What the fuck? Isn't there a giant wall all sure. around all of King Landing? Was there like some he opens a door and it's like Winterfell? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sansa's like, Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm showing up like, I, I we'll get there. Oh, yeah. speaking yeah. of real quick, I want to say there. this. We're jumping way ahead, but I think I'm gonna forget to say it later. Uh, I loved certain shots at the end when Arya was there and everything was fucked but Ash was falling and it felt like this is Winterfell and they mm-hmm. played the Stark theme and like this is really cool like symbolically mm-hmm. of just how it looks and like we've seen shots of Jon Snow in Winterfell looking exactly like Arya does after yeah. a battle in King's Landing right so the battle now has begun. Um, we see Daenerys fly in on Drogon. So in last week's, like next week on, we see this one shot of Euron looking to the sky, like the kind of scream of the dragon. And, and this, card. and so they they made good on that. And so in this episode, he's looking up into the sun and breaks through the crowd, the clouds. Here comes Daenerys down, and he's on his making boats. this. Yeah, and he's on the boat out on the ocean, and then she makes a strike um, out on all of his ships. And the whole time that she's a Attacking the ships with Drogon, I was just screaming, "Why didn't you do this the first time?" She could have saved Masande. It takes oh! everyone knows it takes at least two dragons to practice on yeah. before you get it right a third time. Oh my yeah. god, okay. it was so infuriating. It was War so is hard, cool. Man. I was so War's glad that she finally <laughs> destroyed the Iron Fleet. But why the fuck didn't you? Fire on them with Drogon when you had the chance. Tim had a great joke. I was like, "Well, she, well, you don't know how much time passed between the the second dragon dying and and today could have been months. She could have had time to train." And Tim said, "What did you say? You said she I watched. Said she watched all three movies. All three movies. I was trained to dragon. That's <laughs> yeah, very funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this dynamite. scene looked cool. I'll give it that. Like it, the the fire on with the, the dragon looks great. In this. Until Euron jumped away, which was like, mm-hmm. of course he yeah. just magically jumped off the ship as it was exploding." It, um, Which was dumb. He should have died on the he ship. He should have died on that. Have. Because the fact that he of all fucking places, like, and this is uh, my only real grievance with this episode is that how the fuck would he just, it just happened to wind up 
at that where, one spot yeah, yeah. where it, Jamie just happened to wind up at. That's well, just poor. And, that's shit. And we see a wide shot later on of just how far off of the so beach far. the ships are. And he was in full leather jackets. Like six he miles. Like, as <laughs> hot topic as possible, yeah. dude. Hot topic. 2006 hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, more than the shore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it's all a bunch of hot fucking garbage. Yeah, one okay. of the... I, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like in this moment, this is the first time we see a dragon actually be as badass as everyone has been telling us mm-hmm. they are. Because it's like, in the last episodes, I was like, oh, the dragons are fucked. These scorpions take them out so easy. And then in this one, it was like, nope, oh, doesn't matter how fucking that, scorpions That is a cool have. thing that this yeah. episode did. I feel like it delivered on every cool dragon moment we've ever seen and upped the ante mm-hmm. and gave us all of them. It yeah. was the moment that the first Dracarys mm-hmm. back in season four in Marine or whatever, it also gave us the um, the last, the, the boat fight, which I forgot what season that was, six probably. But then the season seven thing when uh, they were trying to get... Attacking uh, at High Garden. High Garden, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like on land came and the dragon just burned hella troops. Mm-hmm. We got that times a thousand in this episode. Yeah. All three of those things. It wasn't was High really Garden though, cool. right? It was the other one. No, it, it was, was High oh, Garden. It was on their way back from uh, no, they High were, Garden. No, they had dropped off at, the money. It was right. at High Garden. Yeah. They poisoned Elena and then were leaving. Yeah, and yeah. they had dropped off the money and then they made that clear. Um, well, no, but it, it was just, a different. It was a different caravan that took the money. But the, the the mass of the army was still walking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was like, we had that moment where he had like the caravan made it with the money. So we were able to pay off the, the yeah. iron, iron no, not the iron fleet, the, the iron, iron bank, from, iron bank. From Bravos, uh, yeah. What bothers me about this scene, while it was really cool, I just feel like a world has to have rules that it follows. And in the last episode, it set up that like these scorpions were a real threat, and that, and they just threw that away. And it's just yep. like, man, what was the point? Yeah, what was the point? Like it, this is a weak. Story when you use because if you have two dragons, it's too open. Yeah, what's, yeah. Very, what's very disappointing? They got lucky it. with three shots in a row, man. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. No, <laughs> seriously, it's not <laughs> just the <laughs> fucking shit. Like they killed like Regal with these crazy shots, and then like all of those ships magically flukes, made it dude. out unscathed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it's was really like, hoping they would infuri- be able to. It's infuriating. So, I was hoping they'd be able to pull something, some twist or something out of their pocket to be able to neutralize the the scorpions, but. They just didn't do that. Like one of the things I, the only thing I really, really liked about the battle for Winterfell was when Arya killed, like that comes out of fucking nowhere and you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. Like I wasn't expecting that. Like I thought they were dead and there you go. So I was thinking at some point here we were going to get something, some, someone thinking hey, uh, ahead yeah. and being like, hey, we figured out a way to get out of nowhere these, yeah. with an anti-scorpion scorpion. Something, or something. I don't know, but like, no, hoping. we just figured out how to fly our fucking no. dragon that we've been flying around for seven seasons. Yeah, I was hoping that there was going to be a nice moment with Yara, like coming into challenge Yara. She's Yaron. done. She's done. But so like, many characters there was, are there was done. We'll see her one more time in a final Ma- episode, yeah, like, Montage of Future everyone end. standing there like smiling. Twenty years yeah, later, we'll they're see. force ghosts. So I hope we get it <laughs> twenty now, years I w- later. I, I want to be will. clear, despite the fact that I narratively am very upset with how the episode played out. I thought the scenes were really cool, especially mm-hmm. this next one. I so great moments. We but before a- we get to that, yes, Andrea, let me tell oh. you that this episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid oh. IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Trying to drink more water. I know I, I am. am. Uh, Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone with an added bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and Nick, I know you were asking for this one. B12. Whoa. I mean, what do you uh, mean? I know, dude. Liquid That's IV helps B. people jet lag, <laughs> helps prevent jet lag when, when traveling. We'd all use this. 
to our advantage there, right? Uh, TSA friendly and is perfect for on-the-go travelers. It helps to keep your skin hydrated while flying and can be used before, during, and after flights. Uh, staying properly hydrated is one of the most important factors during music festivals. It's a perfect way to fight those nasty hangover symptoms. Barrett? I get you, hung over a lot. You do. You might need to use this liquid I, I, yeah. IV. Uh, Non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Clean ingredients. That's what everyone's looking for. It can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. Wow. It's a healthy alternative to traditional wow. sugary sports drinks. No artificial flavors or preservatives. It contains five essential vitamins, including more vitamin C than an orange and as oh. much potassium as a banana. And if anybody... Saw the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Adults, the third movie in the oh, Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the franchise. Yeah. You would know how important potassium is. It is. Um, liquid IV, I, ch- I tried it. It was very hydrating. Let me tell you that. Yeah? It felt true. good? Sure, I got some on my, de- my desk I was going to say, do you, you have some It's like a powder, right? Yeah, 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 put in the water. You're all good Sugary to go. Sugary drinks to... just give me kidney stones. You well, have to explain to me the Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Have you not seen the third one? It's great. We don't have to get into it. One of the kids... Needed potassium because he has a potassium deficiency, oh, ah, okay. and he was going into a spasm. And the little mini adults had to go get the banana. Yeah, I remember that. It yeah. was a whole oh. thing. They drag over. <laughs> no, the kids remember to get the right banana. now. My listeners get twenty five percent off at liquidiv.com when you use the code KFMS at checkout. That's twenty five percent off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com and enter code KFMS to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com promo code. KFMS L I Q U I D I V dot com KFMS. Don't wait. Start properly hydrating now, today, uh, today. <laughs> so Let's close. get wet. And next up, oh god. <laughs> Let's no? get wet. Is that Shout out to Upstart. <laughs> As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score. Yeah, FICO. Yeah, I was messing up. Sorry, I said Crushed ECO. It. No, yeah. FICO, you got it. That's it. FICO score isn't because ECO the game. You know what I mean? Tomatoes That's probably yeah. FICO score isn't great. Sky high interest rates can make it incredibly hard for you to break out of the revolving debt cycle. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Um, a couple of my friends have went through these issues in the past, and this definitely could have helped them out. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes that you're more than just your credit score. Uh, they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. That's <laughs> super important. The best part, once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day. That's no time at all. 24 hours, baby. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash morning. Did you guys see what happened? Yeah, well, I don't know. big old spit thing. No, it was uh, it was like one of those dry boogers that have just been oh, in there ew. and just uh, fell. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was, I like thought a, it was a little. Sp- I thought it was a spittle. Could have just not told us, and no one would have had to look yeah. at it. That's not the kind of yeah. man he is. Yeah. Thank you for you your honesty. You're welcome. It's a little TMI with TIM. You're gonna leave it. Leave it there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pee, and then I'm gonna get All right. Well, while you do that, I'm gonna continue on with the battle scene that we are in. Let's do it. So this is actually one of the cooler parts of the battle sequences. So we've cut away now from Danny destroying all of Euron's ships and Euron miraculously surviving and f- swimming a mile and a half he to the fucking far. beach in his full length leather trunch coat. Lungs of steel. Um, and we get 
the, to the front of King's Landing where the rest of the Dothraki are charging the gates. The Unsullied are there. Oh, thank you. And also, the the, I'm like, company. how did how did so many how did so many Dothraki survive? Probably I know only that they ten of them died. I know that they no, no, set no, no. up that like fifty percent of the Dothraki yeah. lived or whatever bullshit number they just threw out there because they wanted to have some Dothraki in the final scene. But we saw all their lights wink out. Yep. They were supposed to be dead. This is bullshit. I want Maybe some stakes in this game. Maybe they just all were like, hey, if shit goes down, just throw your torch down. So, yeah, so we see the Golden Company. It wasn't their torch, it was their knife. They're not going to know. Their swords. We see the leader of the Golden Company who who's feeling all, like, swagadocious, like, out there being like, ha, ha, ha. This looks exactly like I've Lawrence got- from Funhouse. Yeah. <laughs> he does kind of a little bit. And then we hear this really loud... Uh, like kind of banging and like all the, both of the armies are kind of looking at each other like what's that noise and then of course this gigantic fireball bursts through the gates knocks down the wall and in flies Drogon with Daenerys just burning like a charred path through King's Landing which why the fuck Wait, didn't you do that sooner? What? No no was it burning through King's Landing? Because I thought it was that he had only done a fireball to blow that door up. Well, right, so she, behind she, him she came from in. the other side. She came yeah. from the ocean side, yeah. right? And then burned in the, door. the front of the... Well, she had to... From the inside. Right, but she didn't, like, precision you're right, fire. You're right, but, like... Other shit burned. That, you guys, yeah, that moment like, was so cool. Let's not argue over cool. semantics over, like, yeah, how yeah, much yeah. of King's Landing burned here, because well, all I'm, of it's going to fucking think, burn, Kevin. I, I think that at this <laughs> point... Because we do get the shot a little bit later where she's yes. standing over, and it looks like King's Landing... Perfectly she's being fine. very conservative well, also, here. You know, yeah. 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 Landing is also very, very large, right? She, I think. Yeah, but they walk through that, that entrance. It, 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 Whatever. It's semantic. It is. Yeah, it's semantic. So <laughs> the scene, we see Drogon so cool. burning the scorpions yeah. along the front gate just wall. Just taking them all out. Just taking them all out. The scorpion the, guys are like this. What happened? We yeah. had this. You know the, what I mean? The scorpion like, guys like, are like. The, they said she was going to come that way. We're not prepared from that way Andy, or like, that way. It's like when your Spurs defense just completely falls apart. You know? <laughs> Why are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk he about this. They got knocked out like he last round. <laughs> it's been weeks. Um, so, so this is when Kyburn is now approaching Cersei inside the Red Keep and saying, yo, bitch, um, it's done for us. She's the, like, scorpions are going to be, ah, scorpions. The are defenses gone. are gone. All of our scorpions are but gone. But we have the ships. Ships are gone. Yeah, Maybe right, right should, now they're like, thinking... G- TFO. Like, dog, all we needed was three scorpions to take out one. We have, like, fucking 40 of these things She's now. She's like, we just need one lucky shot. It's yeah. We just something need these like fucking elephants. You know? Like, I didn't, I didn't Dude, love this. She never got her elephants. I know, that was I know. Oh, my God. Although, I don't think they would have been much good against this we, dragon. We, we never she know. Gonna get some scorpions her home. getting an elephant would have been a better arc than what they did to Jamie. But, <laughs> but I just love this scene because it's totally that moment where... She's like, what about the scorpions? And he looks over, the scorpions are all burning. He's like, I don't know how many scorpions. Yeah. Like, what about the ships? Looks over again, ships are all burning. How <laughs> about the golden I have, company? I have a bow and arrow, you, yeah. your grace. <laughs> it just feels, it just, it's simultaneously like a really cool, destructive moment of seeing Daenerys fully embrace like the power of Drogon, but also feels a little hollow after everything that's happened this season and how not useless the dragons have been, but how vulnerable the dragons have been. But suddenly now... Yeah. Yeah, they're so indestructible. He's like OP, and it's just like they should have been. They were OP the whole time. It's it's super <laughs> frustrating. So we cut away again to Davos, Grey Worm, and John charging on the ground inside King's Landing. They get to this face off where they've approached the inner wall of the Red Keep, and then we see the Lannister <laughs> army kind of stopped. And then there's like this gap in the in the road. And then there, I thought that there was going to be some dialogue there, but instead there was. It's all unspoken. Like the kind of leader of that battalion 
throws his sword on the ground, signaling we're surrendering. Such a strong scene. And, and I said, oh, cool. bitch, you thought. Yeah. <laughs> you and fucking thought. They, so, they, so they lay down their, their swords, and that's a, a signal like, hey, you, you've won. Like you're f-. And this is when Daenerys lands on uh, like one of the parapets, and, like, and she's really close, and Drogon does this big scream, and then they do this cutaway to the bell tower, and then there's like a beat, beat beat and then the bells start to ring which is really this amazing moment of like okay maybe yeah, this is maybe Tyrion's yeah. like oh thank god can stop I saved everyone and then Daenerys <laughs> takes off a good of the wall and really flies towards the Red Keep and in my mind I'm like yes just go straight to just the Red torch Keep towards the Red Keep get Cersei but instead she starts you know to attack the city because that would make sense even right. for someone angry yep. what yeah. she did Makes no sense. No sense. Why? No sense at Why all. Why did she burn her plan? She's has, the Mad Queen, man. But also, yeah. but like yeah, that, that's but like, not an answer. That's just like yeah. What? This 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 Why? moment really just felt very cheap. And was it cool? Feel, yeah, it was, oh, it was awesome. Cool. It was real cool. But it, was the it? show was better no, than it being was cool. Was it cool? Like I, I, I thought it was. it was one of those moments where it's like King's Landing burn is a cool idea. It's a cool image, and it, they showed it. It was cool. It's a cool image that literally thousands of people were being burned alive. Yeah, in this world, I really did. I mean, it's, oh, it's their time. I, I didn't just, think it was it cool. It really disgusted me. And that's my problem, though, is that we're now watching a TV show. It's like before it meant something more to me. Like yeah. Now it's just like, oh, this is just, they're doing the things I that just, are cool. For sure. The bad guy does the bad thing. That's the thing. Like, But but prior, in, 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 in prior seasons of Game of Thrones, the bad guy doing the bad thing wasn't necessarily the bad guy. It wasn't as cut and dry in that, right? It mm-hmm. was always like, there was always some level of like, you understood why the bad guy was doing what they needed to do. Even with uh, Tywin Lannister, the, the head of the household, he was the biggest dick on the planet and just totally fucked people over. But you still, at its core, realized he was doing it all to protect his family. His family, he, right? He had motivations. He had that very were, good motivations that yeah. maybe they weren't things we would do, but right. you understood if, hey, put in that spot, that might be a reason to do this. And here you're just like, well, why? Because her friend died? Daenerys she hasn't seen people die before? you look at Daenerys over the entire series, it is essentially... So out of character She for gets her. fucked in the beginning right. really bad, where it's like she was taken from from nothing really. Trade yeah, and she's yeah. turned into like, oh shit, you have a yeah, bad I mean, life. quite literally. And then pretty immediately is like, given this, and then given that, and then given... It's like she's Samus in Metroid by the end of the game where it's like you have every fucking power yeah. possible these bad guys stand no chance and then it's like she starts losing these little by little and now she's just throwing a tantrum and it's yeah, it makes sense. That it's it's very it's very out of character for it's her it's almost personally. like they're equating her in some sense and not apples to apples here but with Ramsey, in that she's just gone. I thought full. you were about to drop Donald Trump there. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I we're mean, how many Trump in But how many times? Have, how many but times like, have we no. been warned about this? Like how many? Like how many? They've been warning us about like Since season but, one. But like the idea like, that they haven't exactly. given a single hint about her becoming. Like you know, the Mad King. The, oh, I we're in like with the that. second to the, no, no, no. We've like, gotten so many. No, we we've got, we've got, so we've got, we've got moments where they're telling us not from her actions, right? Yeah, exactly. She oh, hasn't actually done these things. What I mean, what have we got? We've gotten her. We've she gotten moments where, people, where, where like um, Tyrion's like, "Hey, here's a moment where you could show mercy," and she goes, "No, I have to. As a queen, I have to make the choice of." But that's not madness. That's her saying, "I need to show strength." Right. I don't know. Mercy. I feel like so much She's of it never has just been, it. "I have everything. I'm just going to burn. I'm always going to burn." I feel like there was that one moment. I think it was two seasons ago where she was. They, were, they had the same conversation where Tyrion was like, "You can't just go in there and burn everyone because these are the people you have to rule, and you can't. You you don't become the thing that you're trying to dethrone right mm-hmm. now." And they had those great moments, and up until. 
really this season, I feel like that hasn't necessarily even been a conflict for her. It's a matter of, hey, I'm a ruler. Do I rule with strength or do I rule with mercy? I have all these tools and sometimes I'm going to get it wrong, but for the most part, I've gotten it right. Here, she literally turned around like a Batman character was like, my eyes are dark and I'm I'm two-faced. And, and also, I'm burn everything. You're like, the, where the fuck did this come from? That's Wait. also like the last time we ever see her in the episode. Like... Well, we only see the destruction from the ground, which is I thought was really well, interesting. Well, we do Heavy. get one more scene she's the with bad her on the on the dragon where she is specifically Going towards taking Cersei. the red keep down. Right. right. So like, there's that cutaway between Cersei looking at Drogon rapidly approaching the keep, and then he kind of does the circle, and then like one of Dude, the towers awesome. from the keep falls. So after this moment, we get to a cutaway with John, where he comes across one of his own soldiers attacking a female civilian and he is like tries to push him off of her like stop don't hurt her and then there's this pause when then his soldier lunges at him to attack him and then he kills his yeah. own soldier it, it's really an indication that it's all out madness and every man for himself at this point that destruction has really turned everything about everyone's alliances upside down well, we, and we, this is where we cut to outside the city where Euron miraculously appears yeah. as Jamie is like walking along some weird path on the very edge of the King's Landing or the Red Keep next to the water and then they have some jabs back and forth about him being the Kingslayer Dude, and oh you want to kill another king watching this like it God. hit me in my gut I where I was God. just like oh my god Euron is going to Take down Jamie? Yeah. Like, are they? Do they have the balls to do that Hell to us yeah. right now? And then they did <sighs> the thing that they did. They had this fight, and it ends with Euron saying, "Like, I killed Jamie Lannister." I got you. But he I'm the man you know? who killed and Jamie it's Lannister. Like, it's like, wow, dude, we're ending this show with Euron being the guy. Like, that's the the bad guy that we have. This is how they die with that fight, which admittedly was tense. But it's like, but also, why did J- Jamie get stabbed so much? He might as well have not gotten stabbed, right? Yeah, for he, as long as he survived afterwards. Well, yeah. it, it was so stupid. Like it, the way where he stabbed him in the abdomen, there's no way he would have been able to walk physically, walk all the way far. into the red no keep. Way. Yeah. We saw. We know how big that mountain is. I, I know it's like, oh, it's movies, it's TV. That should not be the answer to this, man. Yeah. Uh, and it just like you're totally right. Why did he even stab him so many times? If Why he, he doesn't, he doesn't kill. This what? didn't have to happen at all. Euron should have died on the fucking boat. hundred percent. He. My money, I never told you guys this. You did. From season Multiple one. times. On your season one. I love his character just because he's just madness. And I even like that he, I mean, at least he's the one character that was true to himself the entire time. Whereas he's dying, he's laughing, and then just dies. Except he was true to himself the entire time because the season he was introduced, he acted totally different than the season after. He was smart. He overthrew his guy. It's not. It was it was silliness. It was silliness. him like I didn't like this scene. It's so stupid that he does. Daenerys kills Jamie, right? She mm-hmm. collapses the throne on the, the absolutely, yeah. and it's just like what? Well, then this scene really. It was, was just. Nice. It was just it was to TV. be like yeah. It was. TV it was moment. just to be like. Let's make sure you know that character's dead, and let's have one more climactic moment where everyone's going to be tense. And it's like yeah, it was tense, but like tension for tension's sake is is such a bad upsetting thing for this show this 
this show is so good. Like, if he had won, if at the end of like the next episode, Euron and Cersei were sitting on the throne and everyone was defeated, that'd be fucking cool because it would at least awesome. have been interesting. It would right. at least awesome. have been unpredictable. And yeah, if he killed Jamie, that would have been like a holy. Fuck. I Still didn't see that super coming. disappointing, but disappointing. at the same time, would have been like, yes. "Fuck, man! I can't believe Jamie ended there." Like, who knows if he was going to yeah. go save Cersei or kill that her? Been so great. So, in the middle of that scene, we get one cutaway where Kyburn is finally like, "We have to go, Your Majesty! <laughs> like, we got to get the fuck out of here!" And then they do a cutaway where we see wildfire exploding, which was so around cool. the city. Like, yeah. such a fucking cool shot where. This is one of those moments in this episode where I'm like, all right, at least they do care somewhat. To yeah, they had to give us that. Because everyone was like, story. but that's what all of us thought. Like, she's calm the entire time. Why is she calm? What is happening? There's is gonna she gonna, more. Is she's going to blow the whole city and blow all of. Because that's what I thought Cersei was going to do. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to hit a button and the whole city was just going to explode with a dragon so in it. So many people thought that. And then that. shoot him and I'm like, oh, we blame it on Daenerys. She's the one that has the fire fucking machine that's flying around. And also maybe kill a dragon. Yeah. yeah, and maybe kill the dragon. I thought it would have been awesome. But. Nobody was smart at all in this episode. Everyone was just totally dumb. Cersei was just confident in what she had, which is so not Cersei. Like yeah. that's that's not her character. It, it just it's like sad. just to jump forward quickly, like and like, man, what a strong character for so long to suddenly be at the very end groveling in fear of death. And it's mm-hmm. just like, whoa, oh, way, to, baby. Ra- way to take Fuck that you, all Cersei. back. It just man throwing away all these things that they built for so would have been long. awesome if at the at the very very end when she's like, Jamie's like just look at me look at me she was like, hey, hey. I'm not actually pregnant. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Ooh, did I tell you I was pregnant? Nah, it's just the two of us, yeah. dog. It would have been at least an interesting twist. So <laughs> we get the probably the what I would think is my personal most emotional and meaningful moment of the episode between Arya and the Hound. Love it. So they're inside the Red Keep. They're in the map room, the room where Jamie stormed away from Cersei at the end of last season. And Arya is still determined to go and kill Cersei. The Hound saying, no, like, stop. This is where vengeance leads you. Do you want to be like me? You can come with me, but you'll die here. And, like, they have this brief pause, and then she looks at him, and it's like, you know, says, like, calls by his name, Sandal, and it's like, thank you. It's like the first time she's ever... Sandor. I, this Sandor, scene, yeah. while it was it was nice, it didn't make sense. I, I don't feel like, like I feel like she made a decision to become a, like a killing machine of vengeance so long ago that this is who she is. Absolutely. Like what what is she leaving to go do? Is she gonna go now meet up Gentry and be Hell like, yeah. hey, she let's do this? Gendry I've changed dick. my mind. I want to have a family. Maybe no, I don't know. she's a warrior. Like her purpose well, is death and destruction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think they've said that up too. It's pretty clear that she's like, oh, I gotta kill one but more like, person. But like, I don't understand shit. what she was planning to do when she left the the the, um, the yeah. keep. I think that maybe all of the destruction that was around her and that she saw as she made her way in and the humanity and the crush of humanity of these people just trying to survive as she was making her way into the keep had a really big impact on her because the last time she was in that spot in King's Landing is when she saw her her father beheaded, right? And so I'm guessing that she's got all these emotions going through and even though she's got this vengeance, she has to have that question in that moment with herself, do I want to die? Is my vengeance against Cersei so strong that I'm willing to die for it? And that's essentially what Clegane is trying to tell her, right? That's what the Hound's trying to be like, yo, like it ends for you here if you have to kill her. And so she's like, actually, no, maybe I have other things that I want to do with my life. Yeah. She was the last on the list, though. 
Like, yeah, the the list has been her life. It's been the only thing to keep her sane for what? But I think I think the other five seasons. I think the other important tool was he was like, look what's happening. Everyone's dead. She's dead. Like, yeah. you don't have to go in there to make sure she's dead. The fucking roof is caving in on but everyone. I don't think he was saying that, though. And that's no. the problem. You're yeah. right. But I, that's not the message. The message was, it's not worth it. You need to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that, oh, she's going to die. Don't worry about it. If it was, I feel like that would have well, been I better. Well, I think, th- like, thematically, it's like, we, I mean, obviously, if you're, if you're trying to go out for revenge, like, you have, you're probably going to, it's probably going to kill one, you, right? have, You have one real like, job left. So yeah. Then. So, I mean, I, I feel like, I, I just like this one because I feel like he's always been the sort of, like, a surrogate father to her, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he finally had that realization that it's great for his character too because he finally had the, finally we've had it, before. but he had the realization well, finally like to, to him that he actually stopped her and said straight up like you can't do this. Well, every other time has been beating around the bush of like oh you're tough girl whatever, but finally he just was like we got to call a fucking like stop, stop with the bullshit. Get the fuck out of here! Like, like you're gonna die, and I care bullshit. about you. That's but, who she was. But it's like, not. It's, her, it, it's it is who she was. Because the situation be. of where they are. If he had had that conversation with her in their scene prior, where they're just on horseback riding towards King's Landing, it wouldn't have been as impactful because it wouldn't have been in the wake of all of the destruction that Arya saw from Daenerys on Drogon burning the city, from all of the soldiers, but, from all the civilians dying. Like it wouldn't have been the weight of it on her, and now she's like. Like, oh I love shit. This like, he maybe he's right. He doesn't leave with her. I, I really feel like. Oh, no, he, he says, uh, it's time for me to go. Like, I have yeah. to finish this and see it through yeah. to the end. The, the whole like, so she. The whole Mara. series. She's like fucking 18 and, and he's she's, like 40. Yeah. And also, and she's also, also burned. And she's yeah. also it's been okay. warning John a lot about Daenerys. Yeah. And I think she's seeing but all she this destruction being caused by the person yeah. that she was warning her brother yeah. about. And there's definitely more other things for her to do. I just think that like she's never been afraid of death before. She's never had the fear of death leading her decisions. Yeah. And like that's what this became. She turned into a little girl. I don't think it's that. about her being afraid of death. We she, know that Arya is not afraid of death. I think it's she more stopped of, being a warrior. At I think this it's episode. more of like what can I live for? Yeah, yeah. It, it's less about dying and more about dying with no cause or no point. Yeah, what's you know, the point? Yeah, but I don't understand. The point was to. But like the point was for her to be not tonight. like this. Yeah. No, no, I think I think the what they're trying to say with this moment is <laughs> not like this. I just think that the, this moment so doesn't much. make any sense for the character they built. I, I disagree, but that's okay. We could argue up, about it forever. Yeah, we sure, still got absolutely. a little bit more to go. So this is where we finally, fucking finally get. Game Bowl, the thing that they've been, you know, leading up to, they've been hinting at. We see Cersei trying to escape uh, with the mountain, with Kyburn and a whole like battalion or whatever um, uh, of gold cloak soldiers. The the Queen's Guard, and um, the ceiling is falling, and we know that the the Hound is approaching. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, but there's so many soldiers, wow. and then magically the ceiling caves in and kills all of the random extra dude soldiers, he kills like except three of them, for though. two yeah. or three. Right? Yeah, they they left a couple alive for him to kill. Just just to remind you, he's still a badass. Yeah, he makes short order out of awesome. him. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So this is a fantastic fight <laughs> scene where Kyburn, who has been by Cersei's side for so long, helping her pull the strings to become the evil monster that she is today, where he tries to stop because Cersei says, stay by my side. I want your protection. Don't go fight the Hound. And then he looks at her and is like, bitch, you don't own me. And then he goes to walk. And then Kyburn is like, you know, you heard your queen. You have an order. Just 
like just destroys that explodes his brain. It was awesome. Yeah. Holy just shit, dead. that was so visceral. Yeah. Went out like a rag doll. Yeah. Yeah. The bag of a skull just explodes. And then Cersei goes like this. And Cersei's like, well, okay, I'm just gonna like sneak on out here. You guys work <laughs> out your beef. I thought was just a, like a kind, of, a, kind of weird. Kind of weird for a, a little comedic moment of like, excuse me, I'm just gonna. <laughs> but oh we also gosh. got like this, the moment personified like in front of our eyes of the hound saying, fuck the queen. Mm. That yeah. one, like this is that right there. He's like, yeah. fuck the, I don't care about her. I care about this guy yeah. right here, yeah. you know. Right. Uh, well, obviously, we find that that this is like the one and only motivation for the mountain, right? So, we cut away from Clergame Bowl, and this is where Jamie runs into Cersei, and they have a very brief reunion where he hugs her and is like, "Oh my gosh!" And she's like, "You're wounded." He's like, "Yeah, I know. Doesn't but matter. I'm superhuman. I can get stabbed in my guts and still live." And then we cut back to Clegane Bowl. You learned it from our Wait, idea. it's okay. This was the most the, the this little meeting was the most disappointing scene I think in the in the whole episode for me because it was like. Okay, here we're gonna really see what Jamie's been up to, and it's like, oh, yep. Oh yeah, no. Th- this arc, He's given up on a everything. beautiful, beautiful arc that they've built from this, you know, uh, knight in shining armor that, that is a piece of it. shit. That is a piece of shit making all the bad decisions, like not giving a fuck about honor or any of that, building him to a character who loses his arm, loses his like his identity. And rebuilds and just throws it all away to go back to his sister. And at, at this moment, when we saw it, I was like, oh, shit. This is him. where he like broke up a with A sister her. that he turned his back on. Yep. In the room that he turned his back we'll at. To five kill episodes ago. We'll to kill him. Literally five episodes ago, mm-hmm. he left her. Mm-hmm. Because he realized she was wrong. In the last episode, she sent an assassin. That they I felt had- bad for Braun. Honestly, <laughs> why is he gonna get his thing? No. Probably. Tyrion's Who's gonna alive. give it to him? Tyr- if Tyrion's, Tyrion's still alive. Oh, he's dead as doornails after this. Why would he be dead? No one caught. No, I don't think anyone don't think knows that the Kingslayer like, went out. Where'd that Kingslayer go? Oh, oh yeah. burned the little guy. The little guy let him out. Dracaria, Dracosis. Yes, Um, I um, I, I don't know. This whole ending with with Jamie and so I I hate that. We were tr- we were made to feel sympathetic for Cersei at the end. We were supposed to be happy that yeah. she died. Yeah, we've been waiting right, well, to be happy for her death. This whole let, let's talk about series, that in a and we now we're it. kind of meant to feel bad. Yeah. You know, what well, about the prophecy? Yeah, so we had well, he let her down there. So there you go. Nah, not that, that prophecies matter. Prophecies don't matter. You're right, but, you but like this one, nothing have. fucking matters but in this, this episode. This prophecy this though has been built up. Season. This show has delivered on it more than even the books has. He led her to a dead end. No, that's bullshit. He led her you know to a it. dead end that was collapsing. You know that's not even what they were no. trying to imply yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're grasping the straws here. So that's all cut, this episode is. So we you cut back know, to Clegane Bowl. The fight continues. He puts a sword in him, and then he pulls the sword out. Done work. And then we cut to Arya, who is now in the wreckage of the city after mm-hmm. having left the Red Keep, um, trying to rediscover like you know why she's there, what she's doing. And now she's just in like fight or flight survival mode, trying to get out of the city as Drogon continues to burn his his way across King's Landing. And Did cinematically, see- I thought a lot of this was very interesting. Absolutely. I loved the Hound Mountain fight. It looked great. Mm-hmm. Everything they were doing was great. I loved the Arya. It was very reminiscent, especially given her outfit and look. She looked like Jon Snow. The Battle of the Bastards yeah. episode. Yeah. Like, Ash everywhere. Her just being, like, super saving Private Ryan. Like, that stuff was cool. The fact that they intercut those two, 
I was like, what are you trying what, to tell us What does us this right mean? Now? Yeah. Like, this is dumb. And, like, I, I want to see one of these things through. Like, the way that they edited Don't that, yeah. I thought was, like, very... I like it. But, but why? Because, like, no, I, because I that showed that showed kind of, like, the duality of where, where she could have been. Like, had she stayed, she would have been di- died. And if, instead, she had to, she got to get away. Disagree. I, yeah, I totally disagree. I, I think if she had stayed, she could have helped and killed the mountain. And then they could have left and... Here's what I would have loved to see: that like everything's collapsing, and the and the hound saves her the same way the mountain saved Cersei earlier by covering her. Do you remember that moment where yeah. like stuff yeah, starts but, falling? But but yeah. Yeah. And like that's how he dies, like sacrificing sacrificing himself. himself for someone he loves. The last time that we saw these sort of weird like this sort of cut, it, it, it just reminded me of when they show the baby. And they cut to Jon Snow to let you know, hey, Jon Snow was that baby. Mm. That's like the sort of yeah. same vibe I got. It was like, are, okay, like is Arya the hand? Like <laughs> I know it's not. Yeah, it was weird. It's, it, right, it's, I didn't some, mind it. it's some interesting directing choices to be sure. So then we cut back to Clegane Bowl, and now it's coming to you know a, a, like a, a, a finale where. The mountain sticks his oh God, fingers in the, Oberon thing. Oh. the hound's eyes like he killed Oberon. And like the, that moment was so tense. And the whole we time care when, about the hound. when the hound was the hound stabbing had a great him in the story. neck. Mm-hmm. Out of all the characters, yeah. I feel like the hound actually had an arc that they committed to throughout the entire series. And here we are seeing all of it, this and him dying in the fire and all that. It's like it. good for you. But also, man. but not yeah. die, you're realizing you can't kill it. And he has to say he has to just take it into the fire. <laughs> yeah, because like, he stabs him in the he stabs eye. Stabs him in the fucking face. Do thinks that it's going to kill him. It clearly I'm does not. Because no. I mean, yeah. at least in, like in the books, they don't really say it as much in the series that what Kyburn has done to the mountain has really turned him into almost like an undead, zombified version yeah. of himself. And like, there's a lot more magic around. He also it doesn't have a head in the, head book in the, than in it does. the, in the books. Well, no, he. Does but he's more of like a monster in the books than he is. Like he feels pretty human, um, even though he looks very well, like I, you know like I, Darth Vader I, without I feel the like helmet, right? With like him having um, agency at the end, it kind of like I feel like that undid a lot of the like because they've made oh, him look like a all. like a robot. The for like we've gotten what, four seasons, now. four yeah. seasons. He looked of, like a mindless. Like, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna crush this weapon. dude. And now he was just like, hey, hey, fuck. I have a goal. It's like, well, why didn't you do this when they had the meeting in earlier? If like your goal was to kill this guy, and that is that is the thing. It's like, like, why do we need a game bowl there? And whatever, people made this this shit. I didn't make the shit. So what do I have to fucking mm-hmm. say? But like, if I had to do it, it would have been Hound fighting him, and Hound would have had to cross through fire to kill this zombified thing that isn't really, really his cool. brother anymore. But it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Instead, we got this um, cool. They fine. threw I, themselves over the edge of the into the fire. Yeah. Into Instead. the to the burning was, city below. There's to be no question like Robin. they were fell from such a height yeah. that neither of them were to survive, yeah. right? So. Yeah, the mountain not being a zombie though, it's like no, no, I get that, but I mean just like him, him going toward yeah. the thing yeah, that like ruined his life. Hounds to shit, finish the story, great. I thought was great. I, mountain, I still not so think great. that like they there was a, a very obvious thing that could have happened, which is, um, uh, sorry, um, the youngest daughter, Arya, I'm sorry, Arya, Arya. But no, but I mean if Arya went into Arya, that fight, she would have she would have died. <laughs> If Arya went up there, helped somehow, she they the both Night King. they both pushed him out. Just yeah, apparently, they apparently both, the mountain's goes, tougher than the Night King. <laughs> now Arya goes into the the this thing where he was like, "You can't go this way because of vengeance." She goes instead to save him, 
I, I just think that like not letting him die via for, because of vengeance would have been strong for both of their characters. I agree, but I think that what they were trying to set up was that this had to be the Hounds fight alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure even if Arya had insisted on going with him, he would have been like, yo, this is my fight. Yeah. Get the fuck off. Like This is between me and my brother. Like Don't interfere. And I think she would have respected that and not interfered. So, but, so I, I think it makes sense that Arya was not time, part of that fight. They did bring up that Arya leaving how to die. He's like, if, if I had, was dying, would you leave me again? She's like, yes. If she didn't, that would have shown a lot of growth. Right. That would have mm-hmm. been great. Yes. So we after we cut away from this scene, we're getting towards the end of the episode. We find we have like twenty John, minutes of her walking around. <laughs> right. We have John and twenty minutes, and it's just like, man, I'm glad she was there. Otherwise, it wouldn't have mattered as much, right, directors? Yeah. Well, we get what? first a scene between John and Davos, who are on the ground trying to pull their forces back because they see it's clear that Daenerys cannot be stopped and that their own soldiers are going to die at her hand because she doesn't realize the destruction that she's causing on the ground. And so they try to retreat and call for a fallback with all of the remaining forces that are loyal to Queen Daenerys. And this is when we cut to Arya, who's got this crazy makeup with like this blood just streaming Dude, down her stunning. face. like ash all over her body she's clearly just like trying to survive she's by this giant tower that's now cracking and is about to fall she managed to manages to escape into a secret room tower um, it was one of the. I bell think it was towers. one of the bell towers. Yeah. It might have cool. been the bell tower. Because well, I liked the that. Bell works. was on the ground. This the, is that the was problem the prime, with me only like, watching the, the episode shot. once because we're recording this literally immediately <laughs> after watching. Delete the, episode. the file. Let's watch it one more time. <laughs> um, but she finds her way into this little alcove where there are some some King's Landings like civilians hiding there, and she sees the mother that saved her from being trampled with her daughter, and is like, "You guys can't stay here. It's not safe. You have to keep moving. We have to get out of the city." And they're like, "We can't go out there. There's just death waiting for us out there." And she's like, "No, we have to keep moving." And she convinces them to leave. And then as soon as they get out of cover, along comes Drogon. First, the Dothraki yeah. make a pass through and cut up a bunch of people, including the mom. Like, well, they like yeah, it they seems like. She Slice her in the something's back. Something's happened to her because she can't yeah, walk. Somehow, yeah. And then and she's like, take Drogon my daughter, take my daughter. And Arya manages to get out of the way. <laughs> but then, like, the mother and the daughter die <laughs> in each other's arms, burned to a crisp. And it's horrifying. And this little horse we've seen the entire time, this little girl playing with this little toy horse, is in the little girl's hands. And it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, that character that they've been building to, like, be like, hey, this is the common folk is dead. And it's like, man. Just like Shireen with mm-hmm. hers. Oh yeah, yeah it was too, yeah. it was, like, it was really almost physically like upsetting how they just killed so many innocent people in mm-hmm. this part of the episode. It was necessary though. Like, it wasn't they, necessary. It was necessary to create the villain now that is Daenerys. Yeah, but right. I mean, and you mentioned also like it's crazy that Arya was there, but we had to see it through her eyes. We had to see it firsthand. Like he was being that. sarcastic. What's that? He was yeah. being sarcastic. I was shit the about directors it. in the post credit thing were like. You know, it really it only matters when you see a situation through a character we care oh, about. Got eyes. it. Like, yeah. Got it. Yeah. No fucking shit. <laughs> no, but I mean that is true, and honestly, that that impacted it a lot more. Like we saw it through John, but then, but well, we're, they're setting up that Arya is going to be like, we got to kill her. Yeah. We have to. We had to see all that stuff. I, I liked a lot of stuff. I liked that. I mean, she was dead wrong about people leaving the fucking building. Yeah, that's why, dead wrong. why did they do that? Why they had that scene of Arya? I going think she there? was supposed to. She was trying to be heroic, and it just mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't work out well for I'll her. I'll lead all of you, but I'm just dragging these two out with me. Yeah. Oh, immediately dead. 
I'd have been like, I'd have been like this. It's just exhausting. Shut the door. <laughs> it's exhausting. That's a good word. Yeah. It, it's just like it's so frustrating. One scene after another. So then now we cut to the like the the basement of the Red Keep, the dungeons where. Tyrion has told Jamie, just keep going as low as you can. If you go out, there's a secret passage. There'll be a boat waiting for you. Fuck, we're not so here. That's the boat we saw. That's the boat we saw earlier. Because well, he used the secret passage to get in. Right. So uh-huh. he, so, well, I don't know for sure. But um, Jamie do. and Cersei go down there. Clearly, it's been collapsed because of all the destruction that's happened to the keep because Daenerys has been attacking everything. And so they get down there and it's clear to them that, like, there's no getting out of this room. So Cersei breaks down, starts crying. I want our baby to live. Please don't let me die. He goes to her to comfort her, holds her, and is like, nothing else matters, only us. We're the only things that matter. And then in this moment, they, like, embrace. They're crying together. And then the roof collapses on top of them. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? But they said that before to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that was that's been married I mean, before. I don't so care long. if they said it before. It's I do bullshit. crazy things for love, pushing him out the window. It's like yeah, we. No, could. there was a moment where I, I mean I can't remember what season Were it was. Does it matter? Yeah, no, yeah, where they talk many yeah. times. Yeah. So yeah. mad about this. It's horrible. See, I I'm conflicted on it. I I do love I I like his character. I do believe that he should have stayed there. But like I think this is a fitting end for both of them because I think they deserve for each Jamie? other. You yeah. think it's Let a fitting you, end? That was Jamie's season one because I feel like Jamie just can't get away from it. Like this is his destiny. So my problem with this, and I want to see like if you. Don't agree, but like for seasons and seasons, not seasons, seasons, the whole series, they built up. There's a prophecy of Cersei. We saw the flashback, one of the only flashbacks we've seen in this entire show of little Cersei going to the witch and the witch telling her what's going to happen about her killing the queens and whatever and the kids, all of her kids dying and that one of her brothers are going to kill her. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. Well, technically it did. But No. That's yeah, he went her to a dead end. Tyrion dude. was like, "Go down there." <laughs> he no, went down there. That, that is such it is, it is bullshit, such bullshit. And I just don't understand why they wouldn't have made uh, to, it. Just and that's to one have side, Jamie go and back. That's in addition to Jamie and Brienne. That's in addition to I, all of this other shit we had. It's like this was such a bizarre choice that I am really flabbergasted they made because I've had a lot of issues with the See, it's season. A big twist, what I, it's not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> it's right. going to sound crazy. What I thought was going to happen was I thought Tyrion. Was going to have them like go out and then like Grey Worm or someone was going to be waiting for him and kill them both or kill Cersei. Like, I thought Tyrion was going to actually like betray or use Jamie as a tool to like get her out into the open so they could kill her. That would have been so, great. Yeah. Let me read a little that. bit to clarify this prophecy. So, over on fansided.com, they write In the season five premiere, a flashback shows young Cersei having her fortune told. Maggie the Frog tells her, You will never wed the prince. You will wed the king. You'll be queen for a time. Then comes another, younger, more beautiful, to cast you down and take all you hold dear. The king will have 20 children and you will have three. Gold will be their crowns. Gold will be their shrouds. All that has come true thus far for Cersei, but there's more. Fans were quick to point out the final line of the prophecy included in. George R. R. Martin's A Feast for Crows and when your tears have drowned you the Valonqar shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and choke the life from you. Valonqar and High Valerian for Little Brother. So cue the speculation about who the little brother or which little brother will be because technically Jamie is his little brother too and really Valonqar gave fans a lot of room to play around. But here's the thing. They didn't include that in the show for a reason. So that's it. You're right. Yeah. Cool. Great. 
Cool. Yeah. So all of it's kind of like another like, oh, cool. Glad none of this meant nothing. Um, so then we get to the final episode or the final scene of the episode. And this is with Arya looking at the ruins of the city um, after just seeing the this mother and this daughter be burned alive, essentially. Um, and then this random white horse appears. We assume it's like one of the Dothraki horses because um, it doesn't have a saddle on it, but it does have a bridle and a, or a bit in it. And so she gets or grabs the horse and gets on the horse and starts to ride out of King's Landing. And this is essentially like the end of the episode. And I'm like, what the hell, man? What the hell? So the death count. So here's the thing. White horses are like, you know, the the, the red apples of this type of symbolism and fantasy and all this shit. What was that supposed to mean? A death on a pale horse, I think, is what they were trying to. What are you doing here? Like them, that was so on the nose and so just like, yeah, we're ending this episode with this like drawn out moment of just here's things happen. Like here's the one character left that is the hero that we built up, and then a white horse, a literal white horse. Hell yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. I I, I mean, I like the saying it, but you're right. It's hundred percent on the nose. Yeah, like. It's cool. Maybe maybe it means something that we're all just, that's eluding us. But I can't wait till these guys uh, start writing Star Wars movies. You know. <sighs> no, here's wow, my thing, dude. Bad. Real talk. Wow. I'm okay with that because you don't like Star Wars. No, because it's, <laughs> no. This is gonna be the first time that since the prequels that we've seen a team from one episode to the third episode have a story and a vision that they're completing. And even for Game of Thrones, they didn't sign on to write books for George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. They signed on to adapt books to TV and they did a kick-ass fucking job of it. And he kept the so stuff, many seasons. Man. The only, so the I don't only, blame them. The only thing that gives me pause for that is that the one season where there is no material for it, it's not good. <laughs> where they actually had to hire writers and come up with their own story like to finish There's this. There's three seasons of that. So it's not, yeah. yeah, right, or or is it I, four? I disagree. I think you're letting yeah. them completely off the hook in a in a really kind of flippant way, and I just one hundred percent disagree. What, what, what do you mean by that? They, they wrote almost all of these episodes for this final season. That the, that responsibility like, for narrative falls squarely on their shoulders. But in the same way that like Barrett said this, and I totally agree. It's like, yo, episode three was the best Star Wars could do with what they had, what with how bad they fucked up one and two. And guess what? Rise of the Skywalker is going to be better than what we've seen because. They're like, hey, this is all that we we're dealing with. What we had to deal with, it's like that doesn't mean shit. Though. Well, but the, the only, the, like the strength of these guys is adapting someone's really really good work into TV. Like that's unquestionable. Mm-hmm. Looking at the last couple seasons, mm-hmm. it's they're not that they're not as good a writers as George R. R. Martin is. So yeah. like the fact that they don't have him, like at, as the stuff started running out, like the fact that they've screwed this last season up so royally, given everything that was set up, is just it's it's it gives me. A little bit of pause. They write to dialogue see what they really well. Yeah, I'll yes. say that. I, <laughs> I had never thought about the way that you just brought it up, and that does make a lot of sense. They, I'm sure that when they signed up with season one, they did not sign up to write the ending of these stories. Yeah. And like, sure. it does suck that the books but have continuously point, point. been delayed. And it's just like Tim, you're making a lot of sense. There is a little bit of like, I think leeway that I'm going to give them. Yeah, but my point with Star Wars is there are no books. They're coming up with all this shit. That's Tim's point too. Yeah, Yeah, but that's not good. If this is what they do when there's no source material to draw from, my argument argument is like what they're going to do for their trilogy is start from the beginning with a vision to the end. It's not going to be a canto. What I'm saying is there's no basis for that vision, and I don't believe these guys can can pull this off. Now, looking at they had 
some of the best books ever to draw from, and it was awesome until but, they had to start making filling in the holes themselves, and that's not so good. But like well, the fact and, is, and to be clear, like I wanted to be like Crystal here. I think that they did a fantastic job adapting from the material because taking material as dense as George R. R. Martin's work in Game of Thrones, the the narrative literature series, is really tough to translate into TV without making it incredibly boring for man, many many episodes. I think clearly what this season is suffering from is the breakneck speed at which it's happening because they haven't properly set up everything which is leading to these gigantic plot holes everywhere and then making these rushed decisions that don't feel earned. I disagree because I feel like that was last season's thing where it was like rushing a lot. This season doesn't feel rushed. This season feels like a reaction to what's happened before it. And I thought season seven was good. It had fast travel issues. Besides that, I thought the story choices they made were sound. And season six, I thought was amazing. Up there with my favorite seasons. And that was in them entirely. And then season five, it was boring, but it led to good places. And we mm-hmm. wouldn't have had season six and seven without it. Going back to one to four, one to 4.5 was based on the books. 4.5 on was a little mixed. Four was one of my favorite seasons, too. I think four and six are my favorite seasons. So who put this above season three? (laughs) (laughs) I think the frustrating thing is that um, because it's on them, especially for this last season, there are so many threads that felt like they had obvious endpoints of, like, how we end these people's arcs, and they didn't. They haven't really done that. Like you said earlier, the only person they've done that so far with this season Hound. is the Hound. And so I feel like the the fact that they were given so – like they were pretty much like set up to hit a home run yep. and they haven't. And that's, that's why I think – They're it, definitely it, not finishing strong. That's I, for sure. I, I think that the problem is that like too many of those are like easy answers and they're trying to do something that's Maybe crazy. Maybe expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like – and that's a great it's, way to end this episode, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Subverting expectations. What everyone wants to hear in our favorite franchises. Just watch uh, Lord of the Rings, man. Just it's watch Lord of the Rings. Just no, it's it's it. The Lord of the Rings is a far superior piece of cinematic oh, you know filmmaking. You you in every get, way. You should go get that dead army that we haven't talked about for two books, but we'll just bring him into the third <laughs> book for no fucking reason, and he'll save the day. That's great, dude. That's good storytelling. You fucking nailed it, Nick. Goddamn clicks is better. You have no idea what the fuck fucking you're talking come about. <laughs> Tim, do we have any uh, reference to it in the Cut first book? Cut the show, Tim. Uh, fan sub, uh, submitted reviews or <laughs> any of that? Uh, there, there isn't any. Okay. Yeah, because we're recording right. today. Yeah. Well, I hope you're enjoying this. Bye.